Thanks for joining us here in the Prospects Nation studio. Marcus Burnett, joined by Brandon Clay. You know how we do it. And today, uh, the way we do it is talking about the University of Alabama and their women's basketball program. Uh, Brandon Clay, head coach Christy Curry, no stranger to success. Uh, talk about the program that she's looking to transition there in Alabama. Well, there's no question that when you take a look at, at her time at Texas Tech and her time at Purdue before that, Christy Curry gets it done you know, seemingly wherever she goes. So, you know, her coming to, to Alabama is a different opportunity. Obviously, the Crimson Tide as a program have struggled, uh, you know, over the course really of the past 11 or 12 years. They've had multiple head coaches and struggled just to get the stability needed to be able to effectively recruit the state and recruit the region and be able to get some things done. And, and hopefully Christy Curry and, and her staff We'll be able to do that. Like I said, the track record speaks very, very well for her and in her favor. So we don't expect anything less from the new staff of the Crimson Tide. And uh, give us a synopsis of that staff uh, there in support of Coach Curry. Well, you know, obviously you've got Coach Curry. Her husband, Kelly, actually is on the staff with her there, was on the staff at Texas Tech as well. Uh, Terry Nooner is a brand-new hire, you know, young, energetic, um, actually came from Kansas. So, you know, was there for the – Last year's Sweet 16 run has been a part of, of some success himself there at the collegiate level. And then Sharika Wright, who will head up the recruiting for the Crimson Tide, played in the WNBA, actually played for Coach Curry at Purdue. So no stranger once again to what she wants and what's going to be needed for things to get done. And it's a it's a quality staff. You know, we, we've talked about having multiple things for multiple people, and they definitely have addressed those needs with their staff so far. And they're already starting to see it pay off with some of their recruiting, you know, even being able to get a 2013 kid late once they got on campus. They've done a good job so far. Let's switch it from the coaching uh, standpoint and talk about uh, the roster itself. Uh, what summary can you provide us for the, the tools in the arsenal? Uh, well, took a, a little hit when Kanisha Horn decided not to return. Uh, you know, Horn was a, a standout inside the state some years back as a high school player. And a top 20 kid nationally actually has transferred out. And, you know, I, I think anytime you get a new coaching staff, sometimes that's okay, you know, in terms of having that fresh start with kids who are locked into wanting to be a part of what you're offering and what you can deliver. And that will start with Deja Simmons, you know, who transferred in from Rutgers two years ago, you know, a 5'10 kid from New Jersey, but has the ability to score the basketball and really be effective in that way and in that regard for the Crimson Tide. And I think – a lot of their success will, will hinge on her. You know, she played the, the point guard spot for him, but just did a lot of different things. Played a lot of minutes, almost 34 minutes a game. Can put the ball in the bucket, you know, multiple games and double-digit points inside of a very tough league. So look for, for her to continue to grow and, and develop her game. You know, Shafante Myers is another kid who I thought had a solid year for them last year. So look at, at those two kind of leading the pack, especially in the backcourt. But they're going to have some pieces in that freshman class. They're going to need to come along pretty quickly, whether it's an Ashley Williams who was a solid rebounder and had a lot of different schools recruiting her for her ability to be impactful on the inside. Corrala Middlebrook from out of Missouri, who actually was committed to Coach Curry at Texas Tech, has since moved over to Alabama, will be a freshman on the roster, and honestly very well could play early in her career from day one uh, she has that type of skill. She was an elite 100 prospect by ProspectsNation.com. So she definitely is talented enough to make some things happen. And the freshman I alluded to, you know, getting getting on campus late, Oceana Hamilton out of Ontario, 
There's another kid that will bring some size, Brooksy McGraw in Florida at 6'3", Hamilton at 6'4", for a roster that desperately needed size. And you look, they didn't return a player from last year over 6'1", so they needed a couple of kids to come in and get it. I remember Nikki Hegstetter well uh, from Kennesaw, Georgia, enlisted at 6'2", might honestly be closer right there on that 6'1 line, but a, another solid force inside. So they'll have some pieces. They're going to have to put it together, use the early part of their schedule to build into what's coming. But it's, it's going to be a project for Coach Curry and our group, but they've got a nice foundation to work with. And when you talk about that project for the sake of context, you know, we look at the you know, University of Alabama men's football program, how strong it is, the boys' basketball program, or what Coach Grant has been mm -hmm. able to do. Uh, talk about the future outlook for this women's basketball program uh, in lieu of those other elements that are there on campus also. Sure, I, I think that you can recruit off of, of those things. You can recruit off of the success of a Nick Saban. Hey, this is a place where they support winners, period. So if we can win, they're going to support us. Uh, you know, same thing with Anthony Grant down the, down the hall. If we could continue to put a good quality product on the floor that's going to be able to get us into the postseason, they're going to support the initiatives that we have here at Alabama. And when you can recruit like that and be able to pull those pieces, whether it's a Coach Grant and his staff or some of the men's ball players or the football team, and, and help them and get them, excuse me, to help and aid in your recruiting, it only bodes well for, for you long term. And I think Coach Curry and her staff see that opportunity and really see this as a sleeping giant. And there are always three or four players every single year inside the state of Alabama who are capable of being able to play basketball at a high level, at the collegiate level. It's just a matter of being able to retain and get those kids to commit to playing for Alabama. Now, you're tentatively scheduled to be there on campus uh, at Alabama for their November 21st game uh, versus Wisconsin. Uh, what are some of the you know elements and dynamics you're really looking forward to catching in person uh, there on campus? Well, you know, it's early. That's their you know fourth regular season game. Uh, you know, they have an exhibition with West Alabama. But, I mean, they go on the road. It's, it's almost a gauntlet early. Tennessee Chattanooga, always good. Nebraska, always good. Duke. <laughs> Those first three games are all on the road. So Wisconsin will be their first home game after that test. You know, they play those three games in like a nine-day span. So you're going to find out a lot about their roster early. And then you're going to have a couple of games at home where they find out a lot about their roster at home and how do you react playing in front of the home crowd because you'll still have five or six freshmen potentially playing quality minutes who had not played a real regular season game at home. So – it will be interesting that early in the year to see the dynamic, how they're responding to Coach Curry and our staff, and just how things are going. You know, I think you'll get a, an early litmus test, and then obviously we'll follow all the way through the season, um, you know, through the SEC gauntlet and then the Southeastern Conference Tournament this year. Marcus is actually right down the street in Duluth. So being able to go, and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to get over there early and see them play Wisconsin. So, okay, from Wisconsin in person all the way through the SEC tournament in person, what are we seeing? What are some of the trends and how are they reacting? And I think they're going to do a first-class job, keep those kids engaged. It's going to come down to being able to find ways to score the basketball and defend. So stay tuned for Brandon's recap after he uh, rolls uh, towards the home of Roll Tide uh, there on Prospects Nation. Thanks for joining us for this podcast, and we'll catch you here next time.